baseball fans. It's time to take a trip from coast to coast across Major League Baseball. There it goes, a long drive. If it stays fair, home run. One strike away. Sandy into his windup. Here's the pitch. Swung out and missed a perfect game. Fly ball deep left center. Grissom on the run. Yes, yes, yes. The Atlanta Braves have given you a championship. Listen to this crowd. Braves and baseball talk straight from the diamond. Here's Grant McCauley. Hello again, and welcome to another episode of From the Diamond. As always, I'm Grant McCauley. It's been an incredibly tough time over the last year or more as we have lost many legends of the game of baseball, but I think none bigger than Hank Aaron, who passed away on Friday at the age of 86. His wife, Billy, the Aaron family, and the Braves family, all mourning the loss of one of the true icons, not just of baseball, not just of sports, but I think of life in general Hank Aaron had that effect throughout his life, and that will be evident in the legacy that he leaves behind. On this episode of the show, I wanted to welcome in some special guests to talk about Hank Aaron, the player, the man, and everything that made him the legend, the icon that he was for the game of baseball and society overall. Before we get started with that, I wanted to share some of my thoughts about Hank Aaron and what he meant to me and I guess how I perceived his greatness both on and off the field. And just sitting here now... What words are sufficient following the loss of an icon, not only in sports, but in life? Hank Aaron's baseball career is filled with statistical accomplishments, but that's not all his life is going to be measured by. His resilience, his courage, his perseverance in the face of prejudice and racism, bigotry and the hatred that he encountered on the way to breaking the all-time home run record and the character that he displayed those things should be recognized and celebrated as much or more than anything he did on the baseball field, but they go hand in hand. Hank Aaron was a beacon, a shining example for others to follow in times of strife or perhaps just aspire to in general. Hank Aaron was more than an athlete. He was a symbol of excellence in life, and he was devoted to helping others, to giving back, to paying it forward. He was a rare combination of the highest character qualities and the height of athletic achievement He was, quite simply, an icon. On the rare occasions that I interacted personally with Hank Aaron, I was keenly aware that I was in the presence of someone who was revered. It was almost regal and the respect and the awe that just filled the room. But as Hank Aaron began to speak and to connect with the people, and you experienced the grace and the humility with which he lived his life, it was simply incredible. And for me... Shaking Hank Aaron's hand, even long after his playing career, you immediately understood the strength that powered him through a 23-year career. His hands surrounded mine, and I was left to think about how much those hands built throughout his life. And I also thought about the symbolism of a handshake and all that it signifies and all that Hank Aaron signified. And I was awestruck. And of course, anytime you want to be awestruck by Hank Aaron... There are the statistics. His career numbers are hard to comprehend. The home run king for over three decades with 755 of those. He was a lifetime 305 hitter across 3,298 games played, winning two batting titles. Hank amassed 3,771 hits, 
624 doubles, 98 triples, and even stole 240 bases. Just an excellent all-around player. Aaron is still baseball's RBI leader with 2,297 of them and the all-time leader in total bases, 6,856 of those. In today's game, it's almost impossible to think that a slugger like that wouldn't strike out a lot. But Hank Aaron finished his career with more walks than strikeouts, and Aaron never fanned more than 100 times in a single season. Now, somehow, maybe it was the era, some of his contemporaries, his peers, the writers, the voting, whatever the case may be, he was only named MVP once, but Aaron picked a great year for it. He led the Braves to a World Series championship over the Yankees in 1957, and he batted 393, three homers and seven RBI in that seven-game series against the Yankees. As I'm sure you know, we could spend hours combing through the statistics of Hank Aaron, but that's just a few that jumped off the page to me as I sat down to do this show. From Mobile, Alabama, Aaron's career began as a shortstop in the Negro Leagues and quickly took him to the Major Leagues with Milwaukee and eventually led him to take his place in Cooperstown in 1982. When Aaron retired after the 1976 season, he was the last man who had played in the Negro Leagues that was still active in Major League Baseball. He played with and against most of the greats of the game, from Jackie Robinson and Willie Mays to Stan Musial and Mickey Mantle, and Aaron wore out his fellow Hall of Famers on the mound, enjoying some of his most success against the likes of Sandy Koufax and Don Drysdale and Steve Carlton, among others. And Hank Aaron famously said that he had the bat while the pitcher had only a ball, and that gave him an advantage in the weapons department. And I think Hank Aaron proved his point time and again. So I want to spend our time on today's show celebrating the career, the life, the impact, and the lasting legacy of one of the great men we'll ever know. Not just a great player. Hank Aaron transcended sports and lived a life of goodness and of grace, and that's certainly worth celebrating. As we mourn the passing of the Braves legend and Hall of Famer Hank Aaron, the Atlanta Braves held a press conference on Friday afternoon, and among those to share his memories and thoughts about Hank Aaron was Braves legend and fellow Hall of Famer Chipper Jones, and I wanted to share those with you as we get our Hank Aaron tribute started right here on From the Diamond. We're not only talking about a transcendent baseball player, we're talking about a transcendent person in American history as well. I mean, to have gone through, you know, Jackie Robinson kind of set the stage, but Hank took it to a whole nother level, you know, and, and when you're talking about, you know, a black man elevating himself in that day and age to the best in the game and um, embarking on a journey that would take him to the top of the home run list and passing Babe Ruth and all that he endured. It really is amazing. He is a beautiful human. Um, I've <laughs> all the interactions that I've had with him through the years, I have treasured each and every one of them because Man, it was like this guy, when he walked into the room, had this aura about him. He just he he was at constant peace while he was probably had every right to be militant and angry and leery of everyone that he came in contact with. Never was. Never was. Always had a gentle smile. Always had this peace about him. I can remember the first time I shook his hand. And my God, his, his hand just engulfed mine. You know, he was, he truly taught me that the game was played from the, 
not only in your head, but, but from the shoulders to the wrists. And man, I was like, now I see where that bat speed came from. Now I see where that, you know, that strength came from. And um, like I said, is I consider myself very lucky that Hank Aaron was a part of this particular organization because he set the bar not only for what you should strive for as a baseball player, but as a human being. Um, like I said, he spread his grace on everything and, and everyone that he came in contact with, just the, the epitome of class and integrity. And, um, yeah, it's been a rough go um, for us here, you know, in Braves country. But, you know, none hits harder than, than this one. It's a truly sad day for our organization. When we talk about all of the things that Hank Aaron meant and all the things that he accomplished as a baseball player, it has to be set properly against the context and the backdrop of the times that he was playing in and through and the things that followed him around as he was chasing history late in his career, attempting to become the all-time home run king. Racism and bigotry in the form of death threats and hate mail. Hank Aaron found the courage to push all of that aside and persevere. And I think that's a huge part of his lasting legacy. And Chipper Jones spoke a bit on that as well and where that echoes in today's society. I really wish we could have heard from him more right now, more so than any other time, just because, you know, I know he would give such a insightful, eloquent look into um, what he had to deal with in a very trying time for America, you know, uh, back uh, during his younger playing days. Obviously, the amount of vitriol that he had to put up with as he's getting closer and closer um, to Babe Ruth. Not only is he trying to go out and be one ninth of the equation, um, not only is he trying to make history, but he's got uh, African-Americans all over the country riding you know riding his back i mean he's representing all of them you know so it's the amount of pressure on him i can't even imagine i mean most people i'm sure probably would have quit at one point or another but not hank there's too much drive there's too much determination there's too much want to succeed for him to quit and that's why i say he's not just an example for African-Americans. He's an example for everybody, how he handled everything with the grace and class that he did. Those are the words of Hall of Famer and longtime Brave Chipper Jones. And now let's continue on with our tribute as I welcome Brian Jordan into the show right now. And Brian, I wish we were talking under better circumstances, but as we both know, baseball lost an icon. But Hank Aaron's legacy really transcended sports. And for all of his accomplishments on the field, the way he lived his life is an even bigger part of his legacy. And I know that Friday was a tough day for you, for so many of us. Uh, when did you hear the news and what were your feelings? Yeah, I was actually on a Zoom call uh, yesterday morning and and the news came across and uh, I tell you, I, I, I fell to my knees. Mm. Uh, I was shocking, uh, especially since I texted Hank just a week before and I hadn't heard back and I was wondering why I hadn't heard back. Because uh, he usually responds right away, but to hear that news, uh, to have the relationship that I had with, with him, uh, 
uh, it broke my heart. He was family to me. And, you know, we lost a legend and a guy that was so humble and so gracious about everything that he did. And the thing that I appreciated about him, it wasn't just, you know, 755 home runs. It was the things that he did off the field, the lives that he's changed, uh, the opportunities that he's given to younger, our younger generation. Uh, and not just the African-American community, but everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he transcended with breaking that record. Uh, to me, he brought the world together. Yeah. Uh, people love Hank Aaron after the strength that he showed to go after that record, break it uh, with all the hate and threats, uh, the civil rights movements that he was a part of. Uh, I mean, I can't say enough great things about him, but uh, the Chasing the Dreams Foundation was was unbelievable. And uh, I love the guy, man. And, you know, to have the chance to work with Fox and interview him in depth last year uh, was phenomenal. I mean, he came on my Facebook Live show. I mean, it's, right. he, he was, I mean, he was just so humble uh, that he almost couldn't believe it. I mean, it was almost like, man, is this guy really real? <laughs> but uh, that's the type of guy he was, man. Uh, we, we lost a great one. Yeah, we absolutely did. You hit on so many things there that I, I think so many people share when you think about Hank Aaron. And you know, I, I know I've met a lot of players, but as someone who grew up just loving the game but not having the opportunity to play, I always appreciate that connection with the game. And, and when I do meet a player or talk to somebody in, in the baseball world, but – you know, being in a room and around Hank Aaron on the few occasions I had the chance to do that and to speak with him or even just uh, shake his hand, it, it was to be in the presence of true greatness and just a transcendent figure who meant so much to so many people, and it extended far beyond the baseball field. Yeah, now the, the thing about why I came to Atlanta to play for the Braves, uh, and I, I tell many people, yeah, I, Braves had a great organization, but it was, for me, a chance to meet Hank Aaron. And that was the big reason why I signed to come to Atlanta. And my first spring training, I finally got a chance to meet Hank Aaron. He was in the dugout, and and I was scared to approach Hank Aaron because, (laughs) to me, you know, as a kid, he was my hero, and uh, he was bigger than life. And in that moment, I'm in the dugout with him. I was scared to say anything, and he comes over and breaks the ice with me and talks about football, how he's watched me play football. Wow. And all we did was talk about football. And I was like, holy cow, this guy's talking to me uh, about what I'm doing. And I've watched him, you know, I aspire and inspired mm-hmm. by him all my life. Uh, it was a great moment. Uh, it was something I will never, ever forget. Uh, the fo- first moment that I that I had the opportunity to be Hank, I mean, it will be with me for life. Uh, it just shows again that the humbleness, uh, the gracefulness that he has, and he's just like you and I. I mean, he's so approachable that he, he almost like it's not true. There's no way this guy is that approachable for the things that he accomplished in life. But it didn't matter, man. He he felt like you know he was no different than you. And uh, that's that's the other great part about Hank Aaron. I know I had nerves just a couple of times I got to speak with him, and it was briefly. It was not an, an in-depth, long conversation or, or full-length interview or anything like that. But to hear that you did too, I, I think we all just kind of realized to be in his company was 
just such a link to baseball history and to all the other things that he accomplished, that perseverance he showed throughout his life, especially breaking what was at that time, and I still believe, the biggest record in all of sports, that home run record for Hank. It was an accomplishment that catapulted him to the icon status that he's carried for so long. Yeah, I mean, I, and I heard Chipper talking about him, and, and, you know, you take away the 755 home runs, man, he still had 3,000 hits. Crazy. And it would have been a Hall of Famer. <laughs> I mean, uh, he was just that good, and he was a 5-2 player. Uh, just wasn't home runs. I mean, he stole bases. He threw people out. He, he played the game the way it's supposed to be played, and uh, that's the great thing about it. I agree. I mean, uh, once he broke 7-15 and took – the record from Babe Ruth through all the hate. Uh, yeah, he instantly became an icon. And not just, again, in the black community, but around the world. Uh, Latins, Asians, you know, whites. Uh, he was an icon on everybody's board. And uh, he transcended, uh, again, this, this world. Mm-hmm. I mean, how can you not love Hank Aaron? I don't know. I don't think anybody will have an answer to that question. And when you put it all into historical perspective and the accomplishment and the way in which he went about doing it, it truly is icon status. And Brian, I know that Hank had a tremendous influence on an entire generation. And as you mentioned, you've worked with him on some important initiatives to get baseball back in the African-American community where there simply aren't leagues or even ball fields in some cases. Tell me a little bit about the opportunities to work alongside Hank in some of those projects. Well, I mean, the biggest project uh, is going to happen February 5th, uh, coming up next month. And I was just so excited about it. Uh, we're going to open up the first Hank Aaron Academy, mm-hmm. which is going to be in Jackson, Mississippi, uh, a place where, you know, you look back at the history, you know, the Confederate flag and everything. Mississippi was the last state uh, to to withdraw that Confederate flag. Certainly. Uh, so what a perfect place to open up the first Hank Aaron Academy. But I was so looking forward to seeing Hank's face, his smiling face, uh, because his legacy will live on. And and I want to be a big part of that. And I, I am a big part of that. And we'll be working down in Mississippi and running the baseball ops of, of the Hank Aaron Academy. So uh, it, it hurts even more that, you know, this happened. You know, he died when he died yesterday and uh and he'll miss being there to see his legacy live on but we will make it bigger and better uh come february 5th uh in in his honor uh so i'm really looking forward to it uh his chasing the dreams foundation will continue to move forward and provide scholarships and, and help these young kids have the opportunity to be successful and give them hope that that they don't have uh, so, you know, when you hear Hank Aaron's name, I mean, it, it's going to go on forever. Yeah, and that's something each and every one of us can play a part in, continuing to tell that story and to tell of not just the accomplishments on the baseball field, but also the things that Hank Aaron accomplished in his life and paying it forward was a huge part of that, giving back to others the humility, the grace. These are platitudes for a lot of people, but for Hank Aaron, it couldn't be more true. So. Uh, for those who are fortunate enough to see him play, or even for those of us who came along too late to have that privilege, what do you feel like the legacy of Hank Aaron will be, whether on the field, off the field, or a combination of the two? Well, I, I hope his legacy is, you know, when athletes uh, learn the history of Hank Aaron, they will see that you can be, you can have greatness, uh, but also be humble. Uh, to me, he was godlike. You know, we all know 
if you're religious, you know, God was humble. And that's the way Hank lived his life. Uh, he used his abilities that God gave him uh, to the best that he could. And he did it with grace. He did it with style. Uh, he did it with honor, uh, to honor his family name and his mom. That will live on. And, and as people study and learn about him, uh, they'll continue to see his legacy as far as the academies, as, as far as his foundation, Chasing the Dreams. Uh, they will understand uh, what he was all about. And I think that's the most important thing anybody can leave on this earth. Uh, if you, you can leave this earth with doing so many great things and, and helping so many people in life. Uh, that's what it's about. That's what it's about. That's what you should live for. And if you're blessed enough to be an athlete, to be a celebrity, uh, it should be important to you to give back uh, as Hank did. Well, beautifully said. And uh, Brian, I know it's a difficult time and we're going to be feeling this and grieving this loss for some time, but I really appreciate you sharing your stories and your experiences with Hank Aaron with me. No problem, man. As we continue to honor the legacy and the life and celebrate what Hank Aaron meant to so many of us, I want to welcome in another former Brave and Dale Murphy. We've had the opportunity to catch up quite a bit over the last few weeks, but as you know, it's been a tough time in Braves country. The losses of Phil Necro and recently Don Sutton and now the legendary Hank Aaron passes away on Friday. I, I wish we were talking under different circumstances, but I appreciate you making time to celebrate the life of Hank Aaron. Well, thanks for having me on, Grant. Yeah, um, it has been a, a rough stretch. Uh, our country's been through a rough stretch. We're going through a very challenging time just as in society and baseball family and the Braves family uh, recently has really been through some challenging things. And, and now with the passing of Hank Aaron, it's um, – you know, just makes you thankful for the, the chance that I've had a few times to rub shoulders with him. Very grateful. Absolutely. I, I wonder if you would take me back in time to when did you first have a chance to meet Hank Aaron, and, and what do you remember about that? Yeah, well, unfortunately, I got drafted in 1974 and went to rookie ball. So then as a catcher, I got invited to spring training in 75, my first spring training, you know, with big league camp. And Hank had been traded that offseason. He wanted to finish up in Milwaukee. But, you know, it was fun because uh, there were players, obviously, there. Uh, Tom House, for one, who caught the the ball Hank hit to break Babe's record. Yeah, I'll be speaking with him, too. Yeah. Um, And so there was, you know, you would hear them talk about Hank and just what they had gone through. And his spirit was still permeating uh, the locker room. Uh, I remember specifically someone said you should have seen spring training of 74 and 73 um, when he was pursuing the record. He said you should have seen him taking BP. They said it was it was just magical because he wanted to start pulling the ball apparently a little bit more and getting a few more home runs, and it was just like he flipped a switch. And they said BP especially was just magical. He could do anything with the bat. And then then he came back after he retired, and I met him. I was over in the big leagues uh, in West Palm Beach and met him, of course, as the minor league director. Right. But we didn't get to associate, you know, on the field directly as, as my minor league boss. But, you know, I, I share the story that those years in the front office as he's watching me play and all of us young players uh, with the big club, I'm sure there were times he wanted to come down and talk to us, but he always respected our hitting coaches. 
and didn't come down unless he was invited by the hitting coaches. And there were a couple times that our hitting coach called up and said, Hank, come down here and talk to Murph, try and straighten him out. So I tried to do what he said, yeah. uh, Grant. I really did. But, it, but he, he was he was great to talk hitting with. No, I'm sure he was. And just incredible, his accomplishments. You just could get lost in the statistics. And, and it's hard not to. But then you realize how much more Hank Aaron really meant and the fact that I, I've used this word a lot on the show. I spoke with Brian Jordan a little bit earlier I'm sure I'll, it'll come up again. I'm going to speak with Tom House as well. But the transcendent nature of Hank Aaron, the person, and the lives that he touched and affected that went so far beyond just simply watching him play baseball and his great accomplishments and records that he piled up over the course of a 23-year career. So as you mentioned, Hank was working in the organization throughout your time in Atlanta up in that front office. And you spoke a little bit about maybe some hitting advice that he gave you, but what kind of influence did Hank Aaron have on your career? I think he uh, set the tone for all Atlanta Braves. If you were in that organization, that there was Hank Aaron. This was, you know, his organization, mm-hmm. and what he accomplished on the field is mind-boggling. As you said, uh-huh. how he carried himself through the challenges of his career and uh, the overt racism and hate, you know, as he pursued Babe Ruth's record. And then can you imagine, you know, being an apprentice, you know, in this profession in the minor leagues and not being able to stay at the hotel or eat yeah. where the, the other white players are playing? I mean, the the degree of difficulty with his career is is remarkable. And then to see him excel on the field and then to see him carry himself and set the tone for how you should be as a human being. It was just a. Uh, an incredible influence that really permeated the whole organization and always will. It truly does. And I think his effect still for fans, I'm sure for the guys that get to put on that uniform, the same one that Hank Aaron was wearing by and large. And the Braves have been very traditional in that respect as well. And I do want to get inside the numbers for a moment. And you had a run in the 1980s where a lot of people looked at you as perhaps the best player in the game. And then you think about Hank Aaron, and he may hold that distinction for about two full decades. And then, of course, the (laughs) record. So, I mean, his numbers are hard to fathom even today. So did you ever stop to think or reflect while you were playing on just how incredible his numbers are or even since you've retired and just how hard it is to succeed at this game at that level for that long? No, it's just impossible to comprehend, Grant. It really is. you know, I, I knew what he did. You know, everybody knows, you know, Hank Aaron, 20 all-star games. and But when you sit down and say to yourself, 20 all-star games, uh, <laughs> probably held every, uh, I don't know how many records he held when he countless, retired. Countless records, yeah. I mean, yeah, uh, offensively speaking, I mean, if it was worth holding, Hank Aaron was probably in the top one yeah. or two or three. Yeah, no, it. I just can't comprehend it. He, and it was just continuous performance and didn't bring a lot of attention to himself, uh, you know, his personality. And just, I, I don't know, I can't comprehend it. I, someone was talking about his lack of strikeouts. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You know, I put up some offensive numbers, but, you know, I had some strikeouts. And I don't know what they were exactly, except that they were minuscule compared to home run hitters. You oh, know, yeah. usually we, we put up some strikeouts. I mean, that's just part of it. And then he played great defense. I mean, just a remarkable athlete. And then to be consistent like that for so many years, I, I guess the best way to say it is I can't comprehend, I can't understand how he could do that. 
You know, I was reading a quote from Mickey Mantle yesterday as I was just going through just some of the praise that Hank Aaron had received and, and maybe some of the recognition from his peers. And Mantle said he believed Hank Aaron was the greatest player of his era, but that Aaron never got the credit that he was due. And kind of building off the last question, is it possible to be an all-time great and still somehow be unappreciated for what you accomplished? Well, that's an interesting question. I guess that's a possibility. And, you know, maybe to a certain extent, you know, Hank, maybe because he's so consistent Mm -hmm. and did it for so long and it was so expected, wasn't his career high 47 home runs or something like that? He never hit 50, Mm -hmm. you know, and so it never had that big splashy number like 61 or anything like that. And, you know, maybe that just didn't get the attention. Um, But there's no greater player than Hank Aaron. You look at what he did, and then you add the degree of difficulty under the circumstances. Mm -hmm. He's head and shoulders above everybody. Uh, There's just no argument in my mind. You know, I know there's all these debates and things, but I just, um, well, Don Drysdale, they said, I've been reading a lot of stuff as we all have. Yeah. You know, how do you pitch to Hank Aaron? You just make sure nobody's on when he hits a home run. <laughs> I mean, it's, uh, it's, if that's true, then, you know, shame on us because uh, it, all he did was put up magical numbers every year. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like I had some pretty good seasons here and there and, you know, almost hit 400 home runs on 355 short of Hank. I mean, I can't, I don't know. I, I, as a player, it's hard to, it's really hard to understand and comprehend how consistent he was. No, it it is incredible. And I think that that quote from Mantle and and some of the others, because, you know, at the time that Hank Aaron played, a lot of people would look back with nostalgia or romanticizing or or whatever, or just flat out looking at the guys who played. And, you know, there might be some guys who got more headlines than Hank Aaron got. But to your point, the consistency for over two decades and culminating in breaking not just the home run record, but RBI record, the total bases. He was a 300 lifetime hitter, as you mentioned. He walked more times than he struck out. He never struck out 100 times in a season. There's so many Hank Aaron stats that are... Never did. Wow. Yeah, you can get lost in it. It's really incredible. Yeah. But, um, you know, I, I want to speak with you a little bit about Hank Aaron the person as we wrap up here because as much as we celebrate all those records and the numbers and the on-field accomplishments, as you've mentioned already, it's important to recognize and honor the incredible challenges that faced Hank Aaron, particularly as he chased Babe Ruth's home run record, the racism, the bigotry, the threats, the hate mail... And all the while, he persevered. And I think that the hallmark of Hank Aaron was the grace and humility with which he did it. No question. I mean, I remember going into the last weekend of one of the, the years, uh, I had 99 RBIs. I wanted to get 100. And I was so nervous. I was like, man, settle down. You know, it's like, it's just a number. Right. I mean, I don't know what I would have been like if I was trying to break Babe Ruth's record. I mean, the pressures of just pursuing these, this kind of a record, and you know, in your mind, is pressure enough. But then to continually have the threats, the hate mail, the security, worrying about your family, worrying about your own safety, staying at the ballpark, not being able to go home because of uh, security and threats. How do you understand that? Um, uh, we never will. Um, uh, as a white ball player, I'll, I'll never understand that. And then to put up numbers that were excellent on the field. And then as everybody has knows that his demeanor during that time and after his legacy 
is one of really just, you know, staring hate in the face and being able to uh, flash that smile and say, yeah, okay, I hear you, but I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do and not shrink away from the challenge. And then to leave post-career a legacy that will endure forever because he's helped kids with his scholarship and scholarships that will change generations of families' lives. I mean, this this is a legacy that will endure. We'll watch a lot of highlights and talk about his numbers, but it's more than that. No, most certainly. And that was really the last question I had for you today is what I'm kind of asking everybody. I asked Brian Jordan about it. We'll ask Tom House about it when I speak with him as well. But as we reflect on the life of Hank Aaron, the ball player, the person, uh, what does he mean to you and what do you believe his legacy will be? Well, uh, his legacy will be uh, one of excellence on and off the field. And through um, challenges that whatever you face, you can overcome. And I just think, you know, the word that I hear so often is we, as I've read about Hank uh, lately and that throughout his his life and his legacy will will be uh, dignity mm-hmm. and excellence and service, really. He served others in his community and the civil rights movement. I mean, he just, he wanted people to be equal and have a chance, even though there were many times that he faced, you know, unequal pressures and unequal situations, he overcame that. And uh, if he can do that, then all of us can do that. That's an incredible example, an incredible legacy, and it speaks to the incredible person uh, beyond just the incredible ball player that he was. So uh, we'll be thinking about this and reflecting on Hank Aaron and grieving this loss for some time. But, uh, Dale, I appreciate you taking some time to share some of your memories, your insights, and your reflections of your times with Hank Aaron. Thanks, Grant. It's a thrill to welcome Tom House to the show. He was Hank Aaron's teammate from 1971 to 1974 with the Braves. Of course, Tom was around for another year, but Hank moved back to Milwaukee to to wrap up his career. But Tom also played a unique role on one of the most historic nights in baseball history. So, Tom, thanks for making the time. Obviously, I, I wish we could take this stroll down memory lane under much different circumstances. Me too. But, you know, any positive memory is a plus. So I, it's actually been a busy two days, but kind of a fun remembering and laughing and smiling and all the things that go with a, a great memory like this. And I think that's a beautiful thing as well. And there are so many great memories of Hank Aaron that so many people share because he meant so much to so many people. But um, let me start by asking you what you remember from meeting Hank Aaron and your time spent with him across those four seasons together. Well, Grant, you know, I, I'm sure you get what baseball is all about. There's superstars, there's, you know, stars, mm-hmm. there's regular everyday players, and then there's fringe players. And I was one of those fringe players that uh, was lucky enough to hang around in the big leagues because I was a left-hander that threw curveballs for a strike. There you go. So my tenure with the Braves was just that. I was always the ninth, tenth man on a 10-man pitching staff. And as a low-end guy in the clubhouse, you know, hanging out with stars and superstars, Henry was one of the guys. He didn't treat guys like myself, any different than he did the Ron Reeds or the Phil, Phil Necros. You know, genuine. He'd play hearts and spades. And I've mentioned this over the last couple of days. If you didn't know it was Henry Aaron, you'd just think he was one of the guys, if that makes any sense. No, it's incredible. 
And let me ask you a quick question as well, because I know for a lot of people, there's always been that question. Is he Hank Aaron or is he Henry Aaron? You knew him as a teammate. Uh, which one of those did he prefer? Or was that more of one of those things that kind of came along with getting to know the man himself? I called him Hank from day one. But, we, you know, he was also hammer to us. Of course. And I think when I ran in and gave him the ball, it's a little fuzzy because it was so much excitement. But I think I said, here it is, hammer. Um, so, you know, it's like when you have kids, you have nicknames for your kids, then you have names you, you call them when it's, when they're in trouble or informal, it's a mix and match. <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, well, not to bury the lead, you just mentioned it, but, um, really special to have Tom on the show as we celebrate the life and the legacy of Hank Aaron. And of course that iconic night on April 8th of 1974 is some of you listening may know Tom House was the man who caught the baseball hit by Hank Aaron for that record-breaking 715th home run. And it happened uh, back 47 years ago at Atlanta Fulton County Stadium as Hank connected for a two-run blast against Al Downing of the Dodgers, one of the most iconic moments in all of sports. So, Tom, I'd love to hear that story from taking your place out of the bullpen to the celebration that followed when 715 left the park. Uh, it, it's actually scripted like a movie. You couldn't have plotted it out and had it end any better. But what it boiled down to, it actually started in 73 when it became apparent that Henry was going to eventually break Babe Ruth's record. And leading into the new year in 74, during spring training, you know, the, the hoopla and the media and whatever, you started getting a different feel in the clubhouse and, you know, before and after games. And then going into Cincinnati, um, you know, if he hits the tiebreaker, is he going to play Saturday and Sunday? Um, and then, you know, we had heard things about off-the-field death threats, and we knew that the Braves had hired a bodyguard, Calvin, uh, a great guy, by the way, Calvin, and we were also seeing that Henry was being treated a little bit different about buses from hotels to airports and airports to hotels and being in rooms at, under a different name. So we kind of knew things were going on, yeah. but not to the depths that Henry was being exposed to the whole thing. But Henry Hank Hammer would show up every day being himself. Again, if you didn't know who he was, you'd never know what was going on off the field. All you saw that when he came to the ballpark, he did what Henry Aaron did best. So that's the best I can say. The only other story I might add in is he tied the record on Friday, played Saturday and Sunday. So when we came back into Atlanta, my biggest take initially was the amount of people in the stands. Mm -hmm. that, you know, there's rabid baseball fans in the Atlanta area. And at that time, um, the rabid baseball fans that came every night were ten to 15,000 people. Right. Well, now all of a sudden there's 55,000. Mm -hmm. So the intensity was dialed up. Um, the feel of the crowd, in, in other words, it was like peaking at the right time at the right place for a historic event. Yeah, and history it was indeed, April 8th, 1974. That's the night that Hank Aaron broke that record. And, and Tom, I think you brought up something pretty interesting about the timeline of this because in 73, it became pretty apparent because he hit 40 home runs to give him 713. And then he got to kind of sit there all winter and think about it, one home run away from Babe Ruth, 
wasted no time tying that record and got to break the record, of course, at home. And as we've laid out, as we've seen the highlight, I mean, I have to stop and watch it every single time that it's on, whether that's in the ballpark, I see it on a screen, whether it's MLB Network or some other classic place. The calls are iconic on the radio by both Milo Hamilton and by Vin Scully. It's just, it's an iconic moment for all of sports. And one that for you personally, it touches you in a different way, literally, than it touches the rest of us. What do you remember most about the night itself and that moment that you shared with Hank, handing him that baseball and that piece of history? Well, I would, Grant, I'd like to tell you that it was fully remembered and fully thought out and fully uh, explained. It wasn't. I, I know, you know, all the stories out there, all us bullpen guys had our own little territories mm-hmm. that we respected if the ball was hit in our little area that we could catch the ball in. The other relievers wouldn't bounce on the other people's territory. So everybody talks about a great catch or, you know, it was, if I would have stood still, it would have hit me right in the forehead. <laughs> I, I remember catching the ball, uh-huh. and then this big fishnet shot right behind me. And out of the corner of my eye, I saw Bill Buckner. He tried to climb the fence to catch it. And then I don't remember anything else after that. So all of a sudden, I'm putting the ball in Henry's uh, face at home plate. When I got there, uh, I kind of you know, wheeled through the crowd because it was pretty crowded. Yeah. And I got to him just as he was hugging his mother and she was hugging him. And there were tears in his eyes and tears in her eyes. And I do remember thinking this is like a lifesaver commercial. Right. Because, um, and then I also know after 50 years in the game that I've never seen an athlete turn around on TV and say, hi, dad. They always say, hi, mom. Mm-hmm. So I knew intuitively that, that this was a special moment. But more than just a special moment for baseball, it was a special moment in his life, the release of whatever emotions he was you know, holding inside of himself. Here he is in a point in time with his, his mom and a feat that at that time had never been done before. And from my perspective, being a small part of a huge moment like that, it kind of defined, you know, my my career, and I think actually helped me focus on a purpose bigger than just statistics when it came to baseball. If that makes sense, is that too much? No, it, it makes perfect sense. And, and baseball is just such this amazing connective tissue, I think, for society. I mean, if you're a fan of baseball. I think you're automatically, just by default, you're a fan of the history and the relevance of the things that are accomplished on that field. And I don't think there's any other sport that taps into and reaches down and connects so many people through the nostalgia of the things that have been accomplished. So to me, you know, what you're saying, it it makes perfect sense because not only did it connect you with that event, his teammates with that event, of course, you know, finally accomplishing that thing that he, whether he set out to do it or not, he was knocking on the door of history to finally get there and I'm sure the relief that Hank Aaron had to feel to know that this long pursuit, I've done it, it's finished, it's in the record book, so to speak, quite literally yeah, in the record yeah. book. And, you, you know, you chose those words perfectly. What I felt, I felt the crowd. You know, there's a difference between hearing a crowd and feeling a crowd. Mm-hmm. And then for a brief moment, whatever the, the feelings and the electricity of the moment with his mom and himself, I got a brief glimpse of what it was all about. And I, I still, what you said about when you see it on TV or whatever, I'll stop no matter what I'm doing. 
and I get the same warm fuzzy every time. Yeah, it is a beautiful moment, and for so many reasons and on so many levels. And, you know, Tom, as we talk about the emotion behind that night, behind that home run, and I know we also spend an equal amount, maybe too much time, looking at numbers when it comes to baseball, and Hank Aaron has incredible numbers. But you got to see it up close and personal, uh, the toll that that home run chase was taking on him, the threats, the ugliness, and some of the things that people subjected him to, all because of his success on a baseball field. But I really look to, as we celebrate the life and the legacy and the accomplishments of Hank Aaron, his perseverance, his courage, the grace, and that humility that stand as big as any of his records in my eyes. What do you remember about all of that in light of his pursuit of baseball history and and Ruth's record? Well, it's what I'm perceiving in superstars and elite athletes that I've continued to be able to be uh, around and working with. There's this quiet competence. There's this dedication to excellence Mm -hmm. that when they show up at the ballpark, what people see when they're playing the game is only just a a minimum part of what goes into their actual performance. And watching Henry, and you know, there's, you have your, top five, top 10, his commitment to excellence. He showed up every day and did in his process everything he needed to do to be the best Henry that Henry could be. And that's the one consistent thing I see across the board. He didn't do it with fanfare. It was very non-controversial. Mm-hmm. And we all know the, you know, the dark parts of our society with racism and hiddenness and biases and all that. With Henry, he was authentic. He treated everybody the same. He gave it his all. He was quiet and he was competent. And that, and when you put all those pieces together, of, of all the superstars I've seen, been around and worked with, Henry was the most quietly competent on and off the field of all of them. That's inspirational, gives us something to aspire to, and, and Hank Aaron gave us no shortage of that. Um, as we wrap up here, I've asked Dale Murphy, I've asked Brian Jordan about this. They also joined me on the show, and I wanted to ask you as well, Tom House, what does Hank Aaron mean to you, and what do you think his lasting legacy will be? Well, what he meant to me was I got as a, you know a low-end major league athlete just trying to survive. For a brief moment in time, I got to get in the superstar arena and experience not just the the numbers and the celebration, but the joy of sport, the joy of baseball, the power of play. And I I think it's one of the reasons I stayed in after I was done playing and became a coach, because Henry really didn't realize it, but he mentored me as much as he did a Dusty Baker or a Ralph Garr. Yeah. And I will forever be, you know, appreciative of that. And every day that I go to the ballpark, I try to do in my way, contribute the same way that Henry did in his way. So that's the legacy that I feel from Henry. And a wonderful legacy it is. Tom House, I really appreciate you making time to join me today to take a walk down memory lane of a special night, but also a special person, uh, more so than just a special player that Henry Aaron was. So uh, thank you so much. I really appreciate your time. And Really glad to have been able to share these moments with you. Right back at you, man. I'll hang out with you anytime. So that brings us to a close of this episode of From the Diamond. I'd once again like to thank Brian Jordan, Dale Murphy, and Tom House for sharing their time, their memories, and their insights on not only a remarkable baseball player, but a more remarkable man. And Hank Aaron, who passed away at the age of 86 this week, 
He will be missed greatly in Braves country and beyond. As always, you can find From the Diamond on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. Make sure you check out fromthediamond.com for everything else. Thanks again for making From the Diamond part of your baseball podcast regimen. Spring training right around the corner. Hopefully, better days to follow. That'll do it for this episode, but I look forward to catching up with you all very soon. Until next time, I'm Grant McCauley. So long, everyone.